Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. the Mark Levin Show. That, of course, is not the very unique, peerless, irreplaceable voice of Mark Levin. It's your old buddy, out of the bullpen, bring in the righty, Dan Bongino. How you all doing? You all right? Miss you all. It's been a while. Has been a while, Rich, right? Been a, been a few months. Haven't been back. So uh, it's good to hear from you all. If you want to call in and join us tonight... Comment, criticize, whatevs. It's up to you. 877-381-3811. You know, they tell you when you start doing the radio business. Rich, you, you've, been in, you've been in this business a long time, so you may have heard this. They say, don't tell the audience what you're going to talk about in the beginning of the show, because if you don't get to it, you know, they may be a little disappointed. I heard that once from a radio guy. But I'm going to break all the radio rules, because I don't really care about the radio rules, number one. But I want to lay out where we're going to go with the show, because it's really some important stuff. First... I want to talk about this budget uh, deal that uh, looks like it may uh, may pass and the president may sign. I want to get to the ups. I want to get to the downs. I want to get to the politics. And I want to scratch past the surface patina of what you're hearing to what's really going on and the politics of it. I also want to get to how the collusion hoax and the utter complete imbeciles. Yes. if Listen to me. I, I love Mark's audience. You all are great. But if you believe in the collusion hoax and you're listening to Mark's show, you need psychological help. Seek it immediately. Stop what you're doing and call a doctor or a, a mental health professional. This thing entirely, completely collapsed, collapsed even more yesterday. So I want to get to that, too. And then third, I want to talk about now what the real scandal is. Now it's time to start focusing on the real scandal, which is the Russian, real Russian collusion, non-hoax, which is the Democrats' collusion with the Russians, which is very real. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Mr. Producer, you dig where we're going or what? Uh, oh, thank you, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener. What about you? So we have a quorum here. Are you okay with this? Thank you, Richie V. So we're good. And then you can call in the show. And Libs, as we know, you're always welcome to call in too. 877-381-3811. Mr. Richie V, Mr. Call Screener today. We'll be sure to get some Libs in there so we can, you know, allow you to humiliate yourselves in front of the entire nation. We do that on this show because we're good people. That's why. All right. Getting to the budget deal. Listen, I... I love Mark's audience. It's always an honor to sit in for the great one. He'll be back with you on Tuesday, by the way. But I take it seriously. I know I was being funny and sarcastic in the beginning, but I do. I take this very seriously. Mark's spent a lot of time built in building one of the largest radio audiences in the world. And I don't disrespect that. So I owe you an honest opinion about this budget deal, and I'm going to give it to you. Folks, it's not a good deal. But the president knows it's not a good deal. I am not here to engage in idol worship of any politician. I respect the president enormously. I've supported him for a long time. Um, I didn't initially endorse him in the campaign. I was uh, a cruise guy. 
But I believe the president is done with with really uh, incredible uh, headwinds. This collusion hoax, a hatred of a man like let's be honest, we haven't we've seen hatred before of Reagan and Bush and even Romney. But come on, folks, let's be honest, this is unprecedented. I think he's done a pretty good job. But the budget deal is not a good one, and the president knows that. The problem I'm having right now is there are some people out there who don't, I think, understand what what it, what are we going to do? The House was lost. The Senate, we added to. It was not some catastrophic midterm loss. It was a loss. It was a slap in the face. Putting lipstick on it doesn't do us any good. But let's not act like this was some kind of catastrophic, apocalyptic, once-in-a-generation wipeout like Barack Obama had back in, what was it, 2010? Where was it, 63 seats they lost? We added in the Senate. We lost 40 seats. We got pretty, well, we got pretty dinged up in the House. There is the Democrats on the House side and where Nancy Pelosi is running the operation with an iron fist have committed to doing everything in their power to hurt you, the voter, and to hurt the country because they think it's going to hurt Trump. That's it. They don't care. They are not looking for some Tip O'Neill, Ronald Reagan, Rapprochement, some Newt Gingrich, uh, 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 Bill Clinton sitting around the campfire, let's make s'mores together and pass welfare reform. Make no mistake, the Democrats do not care. They don't care about you. They don't care about your, your health care. They don't care about the economy. They care about one thing, only one thing. That is retaking power in 2020 at the executive level and getting Donald Trump out of the political picture because he threatens everything the swamp stands for. That's it. That is it. Put a period at the end of that sentence. Let's stop pretending the Democrats give a damn about anything else because they don't. Having said that, they control one half of uh, one third of government, the House of Representatives. And they control it by a reasonably healthy margin thanks to their electoral victories. Having said that, we don't have the pure political power to muscle through a bill. And we, there are so many swamp rat rhinos who've sold out the Freedom Caucus and everyone else that we're not even close to being able to pass something palatable to Trump voters and to get it passed and to get Donald Trump's signature on it. We're, we don't have the votes. Trump took a stand in the last shutdown. He did what he could do. He had the power to not sign it. Nancy Pelosi came out and said, we're not giving him one dollar for the border. Trump wanted $5.7 billion. Based on the estimates of border professionals, assuming that that $5.7 billion would construct 230 miles of adequate border obstructions, whether it be fence, slats, walls, I don't care what you call it. The border professionals need 230 miles. Pelosi said, we're not giving you one dollar. Trump said, I'm not going to sign it. The government shut down. What do you want to do? The Democrats have completely committed themselves to a nihilistic, destructive strategy. What, I, I'm asking you a serious question because I get a lot of feedback on my own show. Mark's audience is far bigger. Email me, tweet me, whatever. I'm at D. Bongino. Tweet me the response. Call in the show, 877-381-3811. What do you want him to do? He did not come out of that last shutdown, the political loser. Do not believe the narrative. He took a stand. It went on for three weeks. 
You can't play chicken with a suicidal political party. Because you're dead too. Remember, what was it Footloose, a Kevin Bacon movie where they're playing the tractor trailer chicken and they're driving at each other towards the road? What are you going to do? The Democrat Party doesn't care. Their instinct for self-preservation has been overtaken by a rage and anger at Donald Trump, which is guiding their every action. What do you want the president to do? Listen, I am genuinely open to your ideas. But this was the only deal they were going to get right now. Remember that uh, Remember that movie with the, the Miami Vice? I liked it, the Colin Farrell one. Everybody thought it was terrible. And the guy's trying to get back his, his, his drugs from, uh, from these two undercover cops. And he's working out all these deals. And, and, and Colin Farrell shuts him off and says, this is the only deal. This is the only deal they were going to get. They got $1.3 billion, Listen, $1.375, which will fund 55 miles of border, according to the way we want it done, where it's an effective obstruction towards illegal immigration. And we got no, at least, legislative caps monetarily on the amount of detention beds to detain illegal immigrants. What do you want them to do? Folks, I'm all for a good fight. I was all in on the original shutdown because I, need, I thought we needed, and I still believe it was the right thing to do, because we needed to get our batter markers down. Trump needed to lay down where he stood, fight that good fight, show the Democrats and the country where the Democrats stand, which is, hey, we'll shut this thing down forever. We don't care. The Democrats didn't care. They would have kept the government shut down for six months. The problem is President Trump is now the president. He's the executive. He understood that he was dealing with a party playing chicken that was going to run the tractor right into you. Footloose style. What did you want him to do? Folks, I was all for that. And I think he came out of this and he won that shutdown fight. Now you may say, all right, Dan, what do you mean he won it? That's crazy. He took a beating. Did he? You sure? No, are you you answering reflexively because you believe the uh, idiots in the media? Or are you answering based on any kind of hard facts and data? Paul Bedard has a really interesting piece. It's on my Twitter feed if you want to check it out. The Washington Examiner. About Trump's approval. Not only is Trump's approval rating at the highest of his presidency. Ladies and gentlemen, look it up. Don't take my word for it. Look it up yourself. Fact check me. I love it. I'm not spouting nonsense. Not only is President Trump's approval rating at the highest it's been since his presidency started. It's nearly twice that of Congress, which is 21%. His is roughly 44 45, 46, depending on uh, what poll you look at. Some have it even higher. Some have it above 50. But not only that, it has been the biggest shift in positive approval of his entire presidency since he ended the last shutdown. He was at 37%. He's now at 44. Folks, tell me again how he lost. Listen, politics is about the application of power. The application of power through a political bank account, a political bank account, which you can view like a normal bank account. You make deposits and withdrawals. You make deposits based on positive approval numbers, or legislative accomplishments and things like that. Withdrawals are negative approval numbers, negative publicity. The only way to advance your business of politics is to make deposits into that political bank account. 
That's the only way, ladies and gentlemen, the only way to get this stuff done. You are dealing with a bunch of swamp rat sellouts from both parties who don't care. President Trump needs political capital. The only way to do that is to take this deal and acknowledge what he already has. Listen, it's a bad deal. I get it. I get it. He gets it. It is also the only deal. He won this first exchange. Don't fall prey to the media hype. He beat Schumer on the Schumer shutdown first, and he beat the Democrats again on this one. But although acknowledging this is a bad deal, it is the best we are going to do right now with a Democrat party with no sense of self-preservation at all. You cannot play chicken with people who don't care about winning. All they care about is destroying your car in the process. They don't care. All right, I got to take a break. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Lewis. Mark Lovin. I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses, and they have declined, and they have fallen into cultural rot. Not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives. But I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. And our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, man in the Starship Enterprise tonight for the great one. No, I'm not going to say it, Rich. I know, you know, you're waiting for me to give the joke about the great one. How do you, I'm not even going to bother. I've done it so Rich is tired of hearing it. My joke's about how awesome Mark is. We love Mark. He's the best. We miss him. He'll be back with you on Tuesday. All right, so before we went to the break, I was telling you about this budget deal. Yeah, it's a bad deal. Of course, I owe you the, uh, the honesty. I'm not going to come on Mark's show and fudge the numbers. Oh, it's a great deal. It's the best thing ever. We got everything we wanted. Everything. It all happened. Isn't he great? Trump, that's all. That's worship. Trump as a like the golden calf in the Bible. That's not what I'm saying. I'm honest about the president. President's had tremendous success early in office with unbelievable headwinds: the courts, the tax cuts, regulatory control, the individual mandate getting wiped out. But everything hasn't been you know peaches and cream, folks. 
There's a lot to deal with here. You got a bunch of rhino sellouts. You got a Democrat party that's become uh, suicidal, has no interest in the American public at all. All they care about is appealing to a money, moned, uh, a, a moneyed monetary base for donations and a volunteer base for their presidential campaigns. And all that base wants to hear is how much Trump sucks. Trump's, that's all they want to hear. They don't want to hear anything. They don't want to hear legislative proposals as evidenced by the Green New Deal. I'll get to that, too, later. Uh, I hope so. The Green New Deal, when that came out, they had to pull down half the stuff off Alexandria Cortez's website. Cortez's website was so embarrassing. All they care about is hating Trump. So I'm asking from a practical perspective, we can acknowledge two things. As Trump has himself, this is not a great deal. Trump never came out, this is the best deal ever. Usually, you know... Trump will be a salesman on things when he but he knows this is a bad deal. He also knows that the the political realities of the situation on the ground dealing with Nancy Pelosi and and the now insane Democrats that what are his choices? He came out of the first shutdown the winner. There's no doubt about that anymore. There's none. You oh that's crazy. I just told you before the break how how is it crazy? His approval ratings are at the highest they've ever been. The shift in his approval rating in the positive direction is the biggest shift we've seen in his presidency. How did he come out of the shutdown a loser? How? I'm just asking you to give me some facts and data to back up assertions like that. He laid down his, his marker. I am not going to sign this deal for less than this amount. Pelosi said, we don't care. That we'll let this country burn. We'll be like Nero fiddling here. We will let this place burn down. We don't care. We'll blame it on you the whole time. We don't care. And Trump said, listen, I got to open it up. I'm the executive. He opened up the government. He got the only deal he could get, 1.375 for the wall. And uh, at least according to what we've heard, no caps on the amount of uh, detention beds for illegal immigrants. What other deal do you want? What do you want them to do? He can't pass it by himself. Now, what deal do you want him to make? Again, folks, I, I'm telling you, I'm not, I mean, no, there's, I don't need any coaxing by that. I don't give their party lines or anything like that. I'm not interested in that. Any of you who've listened to the show here, you know that. When I think the Republicans are screwing up, I've, you know, I have no uh, particular loyalty to a party. I have loyalty to an ideology called conservatism and liberty and the Republic. But I'm telling you, honestly, what do you want the guy to do now? It's the only deal you're going to get. I'll take this 55 miles of border fencing. I'll take the 900 million acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney said they found in money that was unused to build maybe another, I don't know what we'll get out of that, 10, 20 miles. I'm not really sure how the math breaks down. Let's build that. Let's take the elevated approval ratings. Let's do what we can until the next election and we can get the House back, hopefully with some better Republicans. I mean, what's your suggestion? Let's just give up. No, let's just screw it. Let's just give it. I, I'm not screwing anything. I have two kids who are young, who need this country to exist 100 years from now, all right? They're going to have kids, too. This matters, and I know it matters to you, too. All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Libs, you're welcome, too. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty and mine and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty. And it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check and be Being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, my friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country. And for a limited time, you can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. All right. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. Hey, um, on a very serious note, before we get back to the topics uh, du jour, I wanted to recognize a um, another lost hero. I used to be, uh, as many of you know, uh, a New York City police officer it was a great job. I only did it for a couple of years early, uh, earlier in my life, but uh, met some of the finest men and women I've ever worked with in my life. And uh, we lost one last night, Detective Brian Simonson, and I just wanted to recognize him in front of Mark's audiences and his, uh, you know, the, the sacrifices he made. Uh, he was Think of this story, folks. He was a detective, and he was responding to a call, but he wasn't working. He was just going to the precinct. I believe it was 102nd Precinct for an administrative meeting. He wasn't even required to work uh, doing basically policing work that day. But he hears this radio call for a robbery in progress at a T-Mobile store. And like every hero uh, and patriot, he responds to the call of duty, even though he didn't have to do that. And uh, he walks in and unfortunately in a friendly fire incident with a subject who had a uh, a what looked to be a weapon. It later turned out to be fake, but it didn't. I mean, if you see the pictures, there's no way you would know that. Uh, but he was killed, so I want to recognize him and say Godspeed, brother. Uh, really, you are the finest of us, all of you. And uh, it's just a shame that some of our cops have to put up with some of the nonsense they put up with for very little. They get none of the fame, none of the glory, none of the riches out of this job, and they put their butts on the line every day. So Detective Brian Simonson, God bless you, brother. And uh, to your family, if anyone's listening, you got a real hero there. I know that does nothing to... Uh, to get rid of any of the pain, but it's at least worth mentioning. All right, folks, uh, it's always tough to segue out of that, but I, I feel it's important that we, we mention his name. We don't hear their names enough. So yesterday, as I insisted, was not a good day for the Democrats, although they're painting it out to be as such. I, again, I think Trump is coming out of this. Uh, these these 
constant, this litany of, 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 of proposed shutdowns and, and disastrous budget deals. I think he is coming out of this on the political win side. I'm going to take some calls on it later. See, we got someone on the call board who agrees, uh, disagrees. He says, hey, Trump didn't win. I'll get to his call in a minute, Chris. Uh, didn't have much of a choice. But I disagree, folks. He does have a choice. I mean, he, there's always a choice, right? The choice may not be a, it may be a Hobson's choice, it may not be a good one. It may be a series of bad options, but there is a choice. Trump could very well not sign this deal on, on, uh, on Friday when the budget deadline kicks in and shut down the government again. He could, he's, that's perfectly, that's a choice he has. I'm simply suggesting to you, although it's a bad deal, it is the only option we have right now because there are no good deals out there. We don't have the votes. And I think that does make him the winner. And winning politically and making a consistent number of deposits into a political capital bank account where you're going to make withdrawals later to do big things. In other words, what Mark Thiessen, who uh, he suggested leveraging the sequester in December on Fox last night, which I thought was a terrific point. The sequester. Remember the Budget Control Act, folks? The Budget Control Act signed under Obama. So the liberal media will have nowhere to go. Remember, Obama was getting pressure on the debt and the deficits and the, uh, the, the, the debt ceiling and the increases in the debt ceiling. Remember that? So Obama was forced to sign the Budget Control Act, which automatically puts a cap on government expenditures. They have been waiving that cap almost since it started. That cap will go into effect automatically in December. Trump has leverage in that fight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a Sun Tzu guy. I'm not going to read to you like the art of war and give you all these dramatic quotes. But why would you engage in a fight you know you can't win? I'm telling you, I think he won that first shutdown fight. He got the Democrats on the record as being obstinate, as being completely unwilling to to, um, engage in a back and forth on any reasonable border security mechanism. I think they came out of this big losers. He comes in like the adult in the room. He, He caves on a couple points. He had to. I'm not suggesting he got anywhere close to what he wanted. But he makes deposits in that account, which hopefully he can withdraw later. Whether it's judicial court appointments, the sequester, a cut of significant government spending. Ladies and gentlemen, if the sequester kicks in in December, we're looking at close to $120 billion in spending cuts. That's nowhere close to enough to, 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 to stop the bleeding, but it's enough to get, I mean, at least it's a start. At least it's a start. We got to start racking up some wins. Additional wins. But that wasn't the only portion of the Democrats' really bad day yesterday. The Russian collusion fairy tale is finally, fully, completely collapsing and taking down all of the imbeciles and morons who promoted this colossal tier one level hoax to every impressionable sucker who sucked it up like a bunch of idiots. In case you missed it, Richard Burr, who's the chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, not a diehard conservative and certainly not some kind of flamethrower. He's a Republican, but a very, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, milk toast, level toned, kind of moderate down the middle guy who's been, I think, to our detriment, more than willing to entertain allegations of collusion. Finally comes out yesterday and admits after a leak by NBC News about the Senate Intel Committee report that marrying up with the House's investigation, the House uh, saw a select committee on this, marrying up with their charges that there is no direct evidence of this collusion. They haven't found anything. 
despite multiple witnesses, hundreds of documents, testimony, countless dollars. They have found nothing. This marries up with the Mueller probe, which has yet to find a darn thing about collusion. Now, the liberal media, I was just reading a tweet by the hilarious, what's her name? Natasha Bertrand. Natasha Bertrand. What's her? Where does she? I mean, hold on. I'm doing this. She writes at The Atlantic. Oh, she's an MSNBC. Sorry. She's an MSNBC contributor. I thought she was a journalist. So she's an MSNBC contributor, meaning, of course, uh, she's a comedian by nature. But maybe she's pretending to be a journalist. I don't know. But making some allegation. Well, well, we look out the window and we see snow on the ground. And although we didn't see it snow, it's not direct evidence that it snowed. But we see the snow. So we can assume it snowed. That was ge- this. That was genius. What fantastic analysis by Natasha Bertrand, comedian over at MSDNC. That is great work. So I responded to this hilarious tweet. Let me just read. I shouldn't read tweets on the air, but still, it's funny anyway. I think it's funny because it's mine. You should never laugh at your own jokes, but we're throwing all the radio rules out the window today. So I tweeted, hey, listen, I'm sorry for retweeting this. You're basically all dumber for having seen this below tweet from a, quote, journalist. But I feel an obligation to sacrifice a few collective neurons in order to show you how ridiculous the media loons have become in the Trump era. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no evidence of this collusion. They can't find it anywhere. Now, what's fascinating about this is the circumstantial and direct evidence, which I'm going to get to over the next hour or so of the show, the circumstantial and direct evidence of Russian collusion with the Democrats is heavy. But Natasha Bertrand, MSDNC comedian, won't acknowledge any of that. There's snow on the ground. So I didn't see it snow, but I can assume it snowed because it's circumstantial. Possibly the dumbest tweet you're ever going to see in your entire life. There is no, they're trying to fabricate a crime that doesn't exist. The Senate Intel Committee had to come out and acknowledge that this thing is all garbage. And the liberals are freaking out. That Looney Tune nut Seth Abramson conspiracy theory guy who tried to, you know, he's been pushing this hoax forever on his Twitter account about collusion was melting down yesterday on Twitter. Melting down. Bookmark this day. You, you know, he, he's, you know, they're always libs are always so dramatic because they're 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 not hard like us. They haven't had a deal with the debating their whole lives with maniacs coming at us and calling us the worst names in the book. You know, liberals have been coddled their whole lives. They've been coddled. They've been coddled through the education system. Their liberal parents. That's why they're snowflakes like they are. So they melt down. They try to be like fake tough guys on Twitter. They're always like they're so dramatic. You know, like they take lines from like Tombstone. You know, Doc Holliday and White Earth from Tombstone. And hell's coming with. Me. Justice is coming. It's so embarrassing. Like, stop the nonsense. Just do the Susan Powder. Stop the insanity. You look like idiots. Stop trying to be tough guys. Justice is coming with me. Come on, Doug. I'm your Huckleberry. They're so stupid. They melt down in such ridiculous, childish fat. It's hysterical. So they lost it yesterday because the Senate Intel Committee, along with every other investigative body that has looked at this thing, has come out and said what everybody else has said, that this is a hoax. And you're a moron if you believe it. So it's my public service announcement for the day. Only imbeciles believe in the collusion, Russian collusion hoax. Don't be an imbecile. There it is. That's my uh, public service announcement for the day. But why is this important? Folks, it's important for a couple of reasons. Byron York has a good piece in the Washington Examiner today. And he's, 
they're finally starting to acknowledge, Byron York's a pretty mainstream writer at Washington Examiner, that they don't think Mueller is going to issue a report either on this. And if he issues a report, it's going to be nowhere close to indicating any level of a collusive conspiracy or whatever you want to call it, because it didn't happen. So now the Democrats are panicking. Why? 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 They're panicking, folks, because the last year and a half, maybe up to uh, two years, if you factor in some of the campaign attacks before Trump was inaugurated, they have been promising to their activist donor base, their volunteers, their presidential campaigns, and anyone who will listen that they were going to impeach Trump. And the template for that impeachment was going to be a series of charges laid out beautifully by the Senate Intel Committee, people in the House, and Bob Mueller's report was going to be the the coup de grace. This was going to be it. This was going to show everything, and it shows nothing, nothing. It shows a bunch of taxi cab confessions, process crimes that even the FBI don't think the players committed. It shows nothing. And the Democrats are freaking out. They have made promises to their lunatic base that they can't possibly fulfill. There is no collusion. There was never any collusion. There was no collusion in 2015 and 2016 and 2017 and 2018 and 2019. There was no collusion yesterday. There's no collusion today. There's not going to be any collusion tomorrow. And Bob Mueller is starting to realize he's dug himself into a corner. The scam is collapsing. The imbeciles who've been feeding you this nonsense are starting to realize that the joke is going to be on them. They don't know what to do. Now, I want to dig in before I, I didn't even mention the beginning of the show before I get to the the green new farce and other stuff. I want to dig in and give you kind of a bit of a deeper dive into what the real Russian collusion conspiracy is and give you the hard evidence of what's going on with the Democrats and the collusion, and you'll figure out why Bob Mueller's team is in existence. His team exists for one reason and one reason only. That is to keep the heat on Donald Trump no matter what and keep the heat off the real scandal, which is the Democrats and their direct, the direct evidence of them colluding with the Russians. It's going to be devastating stuff. I don't want to start it, though, now before the break, because then if I get into it, i got to cut it short and you'll miss it. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back, I promise. I'm going to go get some water. I'm a little parched right now. It's been a busy day. Not that you care, TMI. But that's what we're going to do. I'm going to get some agua. Rich is going to take a break here. And I'm going to come back. And I'm going to expose to you what the Democrats are really up to and how ugly it really is. All right, I'm Dan Bongino. Went for Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. The new congressional leadership is in Tampa. There's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't 
care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do. And that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country, and you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. You know, I I was going through my book here. I know, Rich, I know. I know what you're thinking. Don't you worry. I will not miss. But I was going through my book, and I write down the break times on the show. And because I was going through my book to look for the Russian stuff, I, I skated past where the times are. And I'm like, what time do we got to get out of this thing? You can't mess that up in a radio show. This isn't tape. This is live. So I said I was going to get to this, and I am. But you know what? Let me take a call quick. Uh, let's, I, I mentioned Chris before, so it would be unfair to put him on the phone. Let's take Chris from Wichita, Kansas. Chris, you're on with Dan Bongino. What do you got for us, buddy? Hey, Dan. I just want to say I appreciate everything you do for, uh, for us. And uh, just Thank you, uh, remember there's a lot of us believers out here. Thank you. And um, I got to tell you, man, I appreciate those kind words. That means a lot to me. I'm out there with you. So uh, you, you disagree that Trump won. I understand. I, let, me, let me hear your th- thoughts on this. Well, well, uh, uh, don't don't take it the wrong way. I mean, I disagree that he won. I think of it more as a push, and I'll tell you why. When it comes to the shutdown, the the first shutdown, okay. If you remember that week of that shutdown, he opened up the government on Friday, but on Thursday they had two votes in the Congress about opening up the government. If you remember, the Democrats had a bill and the Republicans had a bill. When the Republicans presented their bill. One Democrat crossed over and voted with the Republicans, but when the Republic or when the Democrats had their bill, six Republicans crossed over and voted with the Democrats. And I think it was a very savvy move on Trump's part to say, "I see where this is going," because we all remember when McCain went on the floor in Congress and gave the big thumbs down. What, what sure. a big uh, dramatic scene it was, right? Yeah, of course. So Trump knows. So Trump knows if if there's a second vote. He's not, not going to have six Republicans crossing over. He's going to have nine, and then the third vote is going to be 15. So he's not going to win that, and he knows that. I think it was a very savvy move. I mean, I don't see it as a win simply because we didn't get what we wanted. But I don't see it as a loss either. I see it as Trump was very smart in what he did because he really, as you said, he doesn't have a choice. Well, Chris, yeah. your points are great. Clearly, you do your homework. Your numbers are right. Your analysis of the situation is good. Uh, I guess my only disagreement is win is a bigger term, and I don't mean to do like what liberals do and play, try to you know, semi-fancy with the language to do a dance. 
I'm just saying, like, right now, there is a, and I, I know a lot of this, there was an opportunity before the election to get a lot of this done, but clearly there's a lot of swamp, uh, swamp rodents on the Republican side. He doesn't have enough of a core Freedom Caucus-like backing. He has that in the country. He doesn't have it in the representative republic in the House, portions of the House, to get and move things done. So his only victory right now in terms of wins, the only wins he can rack up now, are going to be getting people into the court system where we have enough of a majority in the Senate and building enough political bank account uh, numbers to get to 2020 and get some more Freedom Caucus type conservatives elected. So the way I'm looking at it, maybe I don't know, maybe because I ran for office, I'm a little jaded, I guess, is I'm not even looking at it in terms of pure legislative victories. He's not going to he's not going to really have any. Pelosi's going to shut them all down. I'm looking at it now in terms of how do we triage this? Stop the bleeding till 2020. Hopefully get the House back. Maybe pad a little bit of a lead in the Senate. Be able to move a little bit and then move the ball forward. Maybe get another tax cut and some serious budget cuts in. Um, so uh, thanks for the call, Chris. I hope that doesn't sound too cynical, folks. I'm not a. Uh, you know, if you know me, you know I'm not some kind of inside uh, insider guy. Like, I, I don't give a damn what the swamp rats think. But I'm just trying to be realistic about what we can do to support the president. All right, I'm Dan Bongino. In for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino out of the bullpen, filling in for the great one. He'll be back with you on Tuesday. So, last hour I was uh, talking about how the entire Russian collusion hoax has completely collapsed. Um, it's really only the imbecile class that believes in this now. Um, the dopes. You know, the, the remember that movie Goonies? Remember Goonies? What was that guy they had in the basement? The, the goofy-looking dude in Goonies. Uh, Richie V, come on. It was, no, no, it wasn't Chunk, Rich. Chunk, well, yeah, come on. We gotta, We need some, uh, some, some, uh, some research here, like Snapo here. No, Chunk was the kid who did the belly jiggle thing. What was the guy? Come on, audience, fire back. That's the class of people who believes in the collusion hoax. The dude in the sloth. <laughs> Mr. Producer to the rest. Or I don't know. Did Richie V come up with that? Rich, don't take credit if Richie V found. That's not right. That he doesn't? Is that right? <laughs> That's sloth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Show's over. I can't, where do we go from here? We're talking about sloth from the Goonies. You got to be sloth from the Goonies to believe in this imbecilic, nonsensical, outrageously stupid collusion hoax. But that's, you know, what the media people and the libs have been. They've been sloth from the Goonies. Remember that guy? He never and he turned out like sloth at the end was a good guy. In this case, they're not good guys. They're not. They're the bad guys in this. Goonies. <laughs> Did they got to they got to do a remake of that. Goonies and Gremlins, those those uh 1980s movies, those were pretty good. Maybe they should do it about Spygate. Yeah, and slow, slow. Uh, collusion. Uh, you got to be a moron to believe in this. There was no there it was the 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 the, the theory, the conspiracy theory from the beginning was so stupid 
that the fact that media people are liberals were willing to risk their professional reputations on it speaks to their lack of cerebral gray matter. I don't know if their dendrites took a little pruning, if the neuronal connections were suffering, if their neurotransmitter levels were down. I don't know. But the fact that so many dopes in the media and the radical far left were so willing to you know, marry their entire professional reputations to this stupid, debunked, discredited, now eviscerated conspiracy theory really speaks to the level of discourse we've seen in the United States today in our political system and the rage of Trump. You realize history is going to humiliate these people. Humiliate them. So now we have a House report, no collusion. A Senate report, no collusion. A series of Mueller witch hunts, which still have shown no collusion. We have seen no media-based evidence of collusion. We have, uh, wait, is this ever going to surface? This is the, (laughs) you know, I worked for the government for a long time. A lot of you know that, blah, blah, blah. You get it, right? And I remember one time somebody asked me, they said, hey, when you went through Secret Service training, did they tell you the real story of who shot JFK? And I'm looking around, I'm like, is this guy joking? Like, I thought he was, like, Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK. I'm like, I'm looking around at the table like, Seriously, is this guy kidding? Like, is he messing with me? The guy was dead serious. And he's like, you know, we all know it was, uh, you know, that they did it and this guy did it. He was connected to that guy. He was connected to this guy, to the space aliens and other stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, I never forget this. I'm looking at him and I'm like, this is really bizarre. Having worked for the government, ladies and gentlemen, for 12 years of my life, I had a sensitive compartmentalized information a clearance level. You know how it works. You know, top secret is not actually top. There are compartmentalized information blocks above that you have to be read in on. But to be on the president's detail, you have to get read into those programs. So it's not like I didn't work around these people. I always say to people who propose to me these absurd collusion, hoax, conspiracy theory type things. Do you really believe the people who work in the government are that smart that they could pull this off and nobody's figured it out yet? Uh, Listen, I am not knocking the people who get up and put their work boots on every day and go and do good work for the government like my Secret Service agent friends and a lot of my buddies I work with who do a really good job. They do. Hey, you know I love you to death and I have the utmost respect for you. But do you really believe some of these upper-level bureaucrats like these lunatics at the top of the FBI, Peter Stroke and these other ones who politicized their positions, who couldn't even figure out not to text on a non-classified phone that they hated Trump, couldn't even figure this out over the course of why they were having an affair, these two idiots at the top. You think these people were sophisticated enough to, 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 to figure out somehow, and get, somehow these government people to get involved in this biggest... Co- they were so dumb they couldn't even hide their own tracks. But the government and people in the government are smart enough to pull pull off this massive collusion conspiracy with the Russians on the Trump team and hide it from everyone? Does this make any sense to you? It reminds me of, I was listening on C-SPAN one day when I lived in Severna Park, and they had a, what's a Father Bob Sirico. He works at the, he's a priest. He works at the Acton Institute, which does some good work. And he was given a speech, and he said this line. It was just great. He said, it's not that government's too big, it's just too stupid. Like, it can't figure out anything. It can't. Folks, this collusion hoax was dumb on its face. It required that you to have an IQ of about 86 to believe in this thing. But what's really 
pernicious about this and very dangerous is there is an actual collusion conspiracy that happened amongst really stupid people who weren't smart enough to hide it that is staring these media idiots in the face and none of them will touch it. And that is the collusion between the Clinton team, the Democrats, and the Russians. I know you liberals listen. Oh, that's crazy. That didn't happen. Really? Because I'm going to lay it out to you what exactly happened. John Solomon has a really terrific piece at the Hill that he put together last week that lines out these 12. I'm not going to go through all 12 because some are more interesting than others. But these 12 points of collusion between the Democrats and the Russians that the lunatics in the media seem to have no interest about. And one of them I've been discussing for a long time. A shameless plug. For, I wrote a book on this called Spygate. Shameless plugery. There is no... I'm not even hiding that, Rich. That was a shameless plug of the highest order. But I, I spent two years of my life with my two co-authors, Denise and Matt, putting this thing together and came to the conclusion that there is a collusion conspiracy between the Democrats and them. Here's point number one. This is the most devastating one. And take this to the bank, cash this check, and spend the money. Folks, there was a Russian technology project. This is all, before I even start. Let me not bury the lead. The collusion conspiracy with the Democrats is all about Skolkovo. That was dramatic, right? It's all about Skolkovo. Maybe I should say it like the liberals on Twitter who were freaking out. You know, the liberals are always so dramatic on Twitter. It's all about Skolkovo. <laughs> it is. It's all about the Skolkovo project. What's the Skolkovo project? That's S-K-O-L-K-O-V-O. For those of you who want to look this up at home, in case you think I'm making any of this up like the liberal left-wing media does, you can research this yourself. Skolkovo is an actual project. It was a technology corridor. They wanted to build in Russia, and they wanted to kind of emulate the um, Silicon Valley we have in the United States, our tech corridors. Uh, the Russians, of course, with their semi-socialist controlled economy, you know, felt the need to steal what we have. So they thought it would be a good idea to try to incentivize United States and other foreign, uh, you know, and some other foreign companies to come over to this Skolkovo project and lay down the grounds for a big technology corridor over in Russia. What does this have to do with collusion with the Democrats? Who was one of the big backers of this Russian, Russian technology project? Not U.S., Russian. Who was one of the big backers? Let me guess, let me guess. I'll give you three guesses. I only need one. Hillary Clinton. Ding, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hillary Clinton was a huge backer of the Skolkovo project, which would benefit who again? Rich, the Russians, not us. This was Hillary's big deal. She loved this thing. To the media people, that's not true. Really? Google it, you dopes. You wrote about it. Hillary Clinton's on the record praising the Skolkovo project. This is great. The Skolkovo project, it's so wonderful. What was the Skolkovo project really, though? According to our own intelligence officials. Yes, the same intelligence officials these media idiots celebrate when anything comes out even remotely negative about Republicans. Our own intelligence officials 
indicated later on after some homework on Skolkovo that Skolkovo wasn't really a technology project in Russia. It was a technology theft project in Russia designed to steal our technology secrets from our biggest and best companies that had dual application use for military technology so the Russians could build weapons like the hypersonic missile so they could kill us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually out there. Yeah, you can look that up yourself. Media people, get your get your stenography pads and your pens out. I'm doing your homework for you because you lunatics can't do it for yourself. Because you forfeited journalism a long time ago. Get your pens out. Start taking notes. Skolkovo, I even spelled it for you. Look it up. Now, not only did Hillary support a Russian technology project put together and designed to steal our technology to implement that technology into weaponry that was going to be used to potentially kill our soldiers and our people, notably the hypersonic missile. But conveniently, of the upwards of 20-plus companies that were interested in the Skolkovo project and signed on to help out, 10 of those happened to be very significant Clinton donors. Oh. Oh, all these media people like this can't be true. Of course it can't be true because you're morons. Truth isn't something you do. You do gaslighting. That's what you really do. All you got to do is look this up. By the way, these things called FEC records and Clinton Foundation donation records. You can go check that out if you were doing journalism, but you won't. Remember Deep Throat from the Watergate uh, days? Deep Throat's gone. This is like Dumb Throat. These idiots we have now. You can Google this stuff or Bing or whatever. You know, it's called the interweb. You may want to try it out sometime. Not only were Hillary Clinton, was Hillary Clinton a big supporter of Skolkovo and were the companies involved big donors to Hillary Clinton, and not only was Skolkovo stealing our military technology over in Russia, but the head of the project was a big Clinton Foundation donor too. Oh, Oh, that one stings a little bit, doesn't it? That's not true. Media people, that can't be true. Yeah, of course it can't be true because you're morons. You've got a brain block. You were vaccinated against facts a long time ago. That's why you're in journalism and you're not doing real work. Sorry. Oh, it doesn't end there. I got to take a break. Rich is already like, all right, wrap this up. On the other side of this, I'm going to bring Bill Clinton into this and the Skolkovo Project, too, to show you what Bob Mueller and the team are really covering up. Oh, it gets better. All right, I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin, 877-381-3811 if you want to give us a call. We'll be right Mark Levin. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, 
and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for Mark. So uh, right before the break, I was talking about the Skolkovo Project, the real collusion scandal, which is the scandal involving the Democrats and the Russians. Again, you have these foolish, childish, imbecilic journalists. Oh, there's no, you know, no direct evidence, but there's all kinds of circumstantial evidence of Trump. There's no evidence of anything on the Trump collusion side, but there is actual direct evidence of collusion between the Clintons and the Russians. Skolkovo was a military project designed to steal our secrets. Our own intel people acknowledge this, that Hillary Clinton herself supported. Look it up. The guy running the project was a Clinton Foundation donor. Yeah, that's right. Clinton Foundation donor, a Russian project to steal our military secrets. The companies involved had donated to Hillary Clinton. Her husband, Bill. Oh, this is all a big quinky thing, too, folks. I'm, I'm doing that with a wink and a nod because, again, if you're a liberal media person, I know you. I, I know you're not interested in the facts or anything. Just try to take notes for a few minutes and maybe do some homework on the internet and figure some of this out on your own. Instead of having to rely on on folks like us to get this information out. Bill Clinton travels overseas to give a paid speech. paid speech financed by a Russian financial institution heavily involved in the Uranium One deal. Oh, oh, that's next. We haven't even touched that yet. They send an email, Bill Clinton's staff, asking permission to meet with someone while they're on that trip, paid for by one of the financial institutions involved in the Uranium One deal. Just another one of those coincidences. The email they send is requesting permission to speak with someone. Who is that someone while they're over there? The same guy running the Skolkovo project. Yes, the military technology project in Russia designed to steal our technology to create weapons to kill us. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, None of this is some bizarre conspiracy theory. Any of you out there, even the lunatic libs, Richie V, do we have any libs who want to call and dispute the libs? I'll tell you what. Keep a line open for a lunatic liberal. Lunatic libs, if there's a lunatic out there who wants to dispute that any of this actually happened, I'll pull up some links while I'm on the phone with you to humiliate you in front of Mark's national audience. So call in, please. I need that. I need to vent some energy tonight. This is all easily available information on mainstream and even left-leaning websites who have this information up. It's not hard to find. In other words, left-leaning websites have this story up about Skolkovo and what happened, but it's completely ignored. Despite the evidence of a collusive conspiracy punching them right in the face. So meeting with the Russian at Trump Tower over nothing, a meeting that turns out to be nothing. Granted, a bad idea, 
nonetheless, and Don Jr. has admitted to that, but he's been openly and completely transparent about it, where no, no information is exchanged at all, where you have, it's clear from the emails he's doing a favor for his friend who screws up and shouldn't have set this thing up in the first place. So meeting with Russians about nothing is evidence of a big collusion conspiracy to overthrow an election, but actually supporting a Russian military project that you and your husband have been intimately involved in that steals our military secrets called Skolkovo, none of that is evidence. None of that is evidence of a collusive conspiracy at all. Are you seriously that dumb? Can you be that dumb? I'm not talking to you and Marco, Mark Sotis. I'm talking about the liberals who, who just casually crossed upon the Mark Levin show. You're in your car. You're a liberal. You're with your family. You're on a road trip or whatever. You're listening right now. No offense to your family. I'm sure they're wonderful people. But, uh, sir or ma'am, you're not that bright. Now, I, you, you must be listening to this thinking, no, I'm, I'm convinced there was a collusion conspiracy. There was. It's just one with the Democrats that you can easily look up and research yourself. But you won't do it. You won't do it because you've been so gaslit into believing that it's the Truman Show. You're Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. Everyone else is acting around you and playing their part, but you think it's the real world. The media is playing their part of propagandists. The Democrats playing their part of hacks. And you're the only one being played for a fool. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the modern voice of the Founding Fathers. This is the Mark Levin Show. Dial in now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, InfoMark. Before I get to I just want to tell you, I, I, I get a lot of, uh, when you develop some form of even a small public profile, I don't want to be dramatic. I'm not like Brad Pitt or anything. <laughs> I'll get around, but even a small public profile, you get a lot of nasty grams. And some guy posted on my Facebook, Rich, on the wall, you are a commie. Uh, uh. You can figure out the two syllables. Commie? I'm a communist? You even listen to this show? Can't you think of a better insult than that crazy Facebook guy? Come on. You can do better than that. A commie? Not a commie. What's wrong with you? Gosh, they're not even that creative. You're a commie. Uh, uh. <laughs> I won't make Rich use the buzzer. God forbid. All right. This segment brought to you by our buddies at uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Listen, I know this company well. I've known them for a long time. Matter of fact, I know the owner of the company. Um, And I know the owner of the company because I've been taking these products forever. Uh, Brickhouse Nutrition is the name of the company. And I ran into the owner a long time ago. And I said to him, listen, I got to try this stuff out. I'm not going to talk positively about a product that I don't take. I'm not going to fudge it to my audience or anybody else's, especially Mark's. So he sent me Field of Greens. At that time, he sent me Foundation, which is another product they sell. And it was it blew me away. Matter of fact, the product's so good, my mother-in-law and all my family come to my house because I, I'm lucky enough to get a few freebies once in a while from them. And they always go in my uh, refrigerator in my garage, and they start fleecing all my Field of Greens. What is Field of Greens? Brickhouse Nutrition sells this fruit and vegetable product. Now, we all know fruits and vegetables are the key to a long life. We know that. Everybody tells you that. Mom, dad, the doctor, the nutritionist, the person 
personal trainer. We all know that. So why don't we eat them? Because they're a pain in the butt to prepare. You got to shop for them. They're perishable. And, nah, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm not that great of a cook. I usually screw it up. So what did they do? They took the healthiest fresh fruits and vegetables they get their hands on. They ground them up into a powder. This is real food. This isn't extract. It's not some crappy pill. This is real healthy fruits and vegetables. They ground them up into a powder. They put it in this product called Field of Greens. You mix it in juice, water, your protein shake, whatever you like. I put it in some green tea sometimes. It's Field of Greens. It tastes delicious. You will feel better. It's tremendous. It's good for your immune system, your, your health, your brain, everything. We know it's the key to a long, healthy life, fruits and vegetables. This is your fruit and vegetable insurance. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Order Field of Greens today. You'll get 15% off your first order if you use promo code LEVIN. The website, BrickHouseLevin.com. Promo code LEVIN for 15% off. BrickHouseLevin.com. 15% off using promo code LEVIN. I love these guys. Guys, big shout out to Miles from Brickhouse Nutrition. We made it, buddy. You're on the Levin Show, the biggest show in the, in the universe, in the string theory universe. You're there. I told Miles he was going to do big things with his uh, product a long time ago because it's that good. What do you think of that, Rich? Huh? I don't even need no script to Brickhouse Nutrition. They're that good. What do you- <laughs> I don't. I love this company. I'm like, don't even send me a script for them. I got this. All right. So we were talking about Skolkovo before the show, uh, before the break, excuse me. We weren't talking before the show. We weren't talking at all. I was sleeping before the show, right up until airtime. That's why I may have sounded a little groggy right out of the shoot. The real Russian collusion theories with the Clintons. They backed, listen to me, they backed a Russian technology project which stole our military secrets. The Skolkovo project, the companies they incentivized to join this project in Russia were donors to the Clinton Foundation. The guy running the operation, the Skolkovo project, was a donor to the Clinton Foundation. Bill Clinton got a $500,000 speaking fee from a Russian bank knee-deep in the Uranium One scandal, and on that trip he said, an email requesting to do what? Meet with the guy who ran the Skolkovo project. All out there for you to see. Skolkovo, Skolkovo, Skolkovo. Tell it to your liberal friends, your media buddies over and over. Google it. Look it up. Just put in Skolkovo. Clintons. It is everywhere. This actually happened. So when you get up on stage and you're debating liberal lunatics... I say get up on stage because I was at this event at Politicon once with David Frum, another conspiracy theorist, and some college professor, another liberal conspiracy theorist. I don't even remember his name. And I was up on stage, and the, the, the debate moderator was another lunatic conspiracy theorist, this guy who was at, like, the spy museum or something. And the guy, David Frum, starts to tell me on the stage, like, Well, although we don't have any direct evidence of collusion with the Russians, the fact that there's all these communications with people who are Russian in this meeting at Trump Tower is indicating, you know, well, there's smoke, there's fire or whatever he said. I said, so let me get this straight. Again, you have a meeting at Trump Tower, which Don Jr. has testified about, has shared with the public the emails about, has acknowledged was a bad idea, but nothing exchanged hands. There was no information of any value that exchanged hands at all. Nothing. It was a meeting where they came in to talk about Russian adoption. The attendees were connected to the Clintons and Fusion GPS. So meeting with Russians is bad, right? I said, that's your premise. Yes, that's the premise. 
but 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 actively promoting a Russian technology corridor, which is an intelligence project designed to steal our technology secrets to create weapons to kill us. That's not a problem at all. Well, that's great. That is great analysis. Damn, you guys are good. You libs are they are such losers. They don't even want to look at the real scandal, slapping them right in the face in front of them. But it's not just Skolkovo, folks. Look at the entire Uranium One scandal. There is an FBI informant on the record in the precursor case, the Uranium One, the 10X case. An FBI informant. Let's get the lead out in front. Who acknowledged to the FBI that the players in the Uranium One scheme were trying to corner the nuclear fuel market and help the Iranians, the Russians that be, were being, were trying to help the Iranians build up their nuclear program. This was a paid FBI informant. On the record, acknowledging that the Russians' goal here was to corner the nuclear fuel market and to help the Iranians, the death to America crowd, build up their own deadly nuclear program. This Russian informant, this uh, excuse me, this FBI informant acknowledged this. This is how he was paid by the FBI. He wasn't some ham and egger, some third rate, you know, uh, uh, crappy uh, club fighter. This guy was a paid informant. He acknowledges this, that the precursor case. Why do I say precursor case? Because the approval of the sale of our uranium to uranium one. And the shipping of some of our uranium out of the country via third-party trucking contracts. All of this stuff was already known when they approved the deal. The information, the FBI informant. Are you picking up what I'm putting down, folks? Please tell me I'm not losing you. The FBI's informant's information that the Russians were hosing us on this uranium deal was already out there. Who knew this? Eric Holder at the Department of Justice knew it, and Hillary Clinton knew it too. They both conveniently sit on the CFIUS board, the Council for Foreign, the Committee for Foreign Investment in the United States. The CFIUS board has to approve these deals. Hillary Clinton and Holder were two of the players that could have shut this deal down. They knew this was a bad deal, and they did it anyway. Precisely around the time that Hillary's hubs... Billy, Billy C, Billy Clinton is taking a $500,000 payment from a financial financial institution knee deep in this entire deal. And on that same trip, he wants to meet with the Skolkovo guy. Again, none of this is in dispute. The, the, uh, the information from the FBI informant comes from court records from the prosecution of the kickback scheme. Involved in the trucking scandal with our uranium and the used uranium rods business. This is all out there for any even remotely entrepreneurial media type to do basic, basic homework on. But you won't because you're hacks. It's so frustrating. It really is. I I feel like sometimes, you know, me... Jeff Carlson, Chuck Ross, Molly Hemingway, Kim Strassel, 
I mean, I, the names go on and on. People out there who've been doing a lot of homework on this for a long time and trying to uncover what really happened here. I'll be candid with you, folks, and, and I, you know, I mean this. It's frustrating. You feel like sometimes, no matter how many books you write, articles you write, podcasts you do, guest hosting appearances, Fox hits, no matter what you do, you almost feel like sometimes the truth doesn't matter. I don't. I don't believe that. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm giving up this. I'm not at all. Not even close. But I, I would be lying to you if I said it's not frustrating. This is all easily researched. If you put a Republican in that spot rather than Hillary Clinton and a Republican in that spot rather than Eric Holder, and you found out that they did nothing to stop a deal, a deal an FBI informant had warned about the players in, in such a significant issue as the sale of our nuclear fuel to a geopolitical hostile actor like Russia, it would be the scandal of the century. But because it's a Democrat, a protected class in the media, it is completely ignored while they highlight a collusion hoax fairy tale that they can't produce a scintilla of evidence the Trump collusion hoax actually even exists. Folks, it goes on. You know what, let me hammer this one more before the break. I'll cover it in two minutes. The FBI informant also informed them of some other things, and some other things weren't covered in the precursor case to the Uranium One deal. That involved Democrats and the Russians. Democrats. There was a lobbying firm that was working on behalf of Rosatom, one of the companies, the Russian companies involved in the Uranium One deal. They were lobbying for the Russians' interests in this. Ladies and gentlemen, the same lobbying firm was providing providing in-kind support to who? Meaning they were doing it on the arm, as we'd say in New York. In-kind support for the Clinton Foundation. Now, to be fair to them, because we do truth here, not like the liberal media, the lobbying firm denies any connection between the two. Whether you believe that or not is up to you. But nobody disputes the fact that the same lobbying firm lobbying for one of the Russian companies involved in this deal was also providing pro bono lobbying work for the Clinton Foundation while Bill was cashing a $500,000 check paid for by a financial firm involved in the Uranium One deal and wanting to meet with the Russian in charge of a military intelligence project to steal our technology, while Hillary was lobbying for, lobbying for the same said project and taking money from the companies involved in the project and the guy running it on the Russian end. But let's not look into any of those webs of connection, liberal media. We don't want to blow your mind too much today. I know you're focused on the Russian collusion imbecile theory with on the Trump side. Frustrating. Fact check me, folks. Unlike the liberal media, I'm begging you do that. It'll open your eyes as to what's really going on. All right, I got more. I have some other connections here, and then I want to get to some of the Green New Deal stuff, too, because it's... <laughs> It's like a remember Eddie Murphy Raw. Like that was one of the best comedy specials. They sh- he, someone needs to do a, like a whole hour on the Green New Deal. It's so ridiculous and, and farcical. It's like a joke that they even put this thing out there. All right, I'm Dan Bongino. Went for Mark Levin. You want to give us a call eight seven seven three eight one. I will get to some of your calls after the break eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Mark Levin. Mark Levin. 
If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. the Mark Levin Show, Dan Bongino, Info Mark Levin. Hey, I'll be a guest, by the way, on the Laura Ingram Show on Fox right after this. Yeah, my days never end. They don't end. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and then, you know, I have a home studio. So when I do these little TV hits, they can call them hits. You got to sound like an industry guy. They hits. When I do these TV hits, also known as appearances, I have these monster LEDs that blare in my face. So when I do hits on these shows late, I can never go to sleep till like 2 o'clock in the morning. It's like sunlight treatment for your face. I just thought you should know that. A little inside baseball. All right, who's bringing us this segment? I'm going to tell you who. Our buddies at Bowl and Branch. Bowl. B-O-L-L. B-O-L-L. I have these sheets. I know this company well, too. Real well. How much would you pay for better sleep? Bowl and Branch has a solution. Recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever. Lack of sleep ruins your performance. It impacts your relationships. All around, lack of sleep really stinks. It's time to improve every aspect of your life by getting the best sleep of your life on a brand new set of bowl and brand sheets. That's bowl, B-O-L-L. The softest, most comfortable, 100% pure organic cotton sheets in the world. I have them on my bed inside. I'm not messing with you. Inside, I don't have a bed in the studio. It's my house. I have a studio in my house. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, you probably thought that was weird, right? Hundreds of thousands of Americans sleep better thanks to Bowl and Branch. They're the only sheets loved by three U.S. presidents. All of their products, from the signature soft sheets to the cozy throw blankets to their plush towels, are made the right way, not the easy way. They are naturally derived products they're made from, with the highest level of craftsmanship, and every purchase comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping at bowlandbranch.com with promo code MARK. That's bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch.com, promo code MARK for $50 off. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code MARK. So some guy emailed me in a break, Rich. He doesn't like me using the term interweb. Hugh, thanks, Hugh. I appreciate the feedback. I mean that. It's a joke, of course, um, but I get it. We get feedback on everything. All right, let me take a call here. Let's go to Colleen in Kansas City, Missouri, or as my buddy used to call it, Missouri. How are you doing, Colleen? I'm good. That's good to hear. This is your moment to shine. What do you got for us? What have I got for you? Mike, I have a question. Okay. Um, And it's uh, I've pondered this for um, a while. And um, I do research. I go right to the source. So these, this data comes directly from the uh, government's uh, Border Patrol. And it is, um, the, about, I think it's at least the last four presidents have been able to reduce 
the numbers of illegal border crossings and the southern border crossings. And um, I just wonder, if they're able to do that, why can't this one? We well, have- that's, that's a valid question. And unfortunately, I'm running a little on time. But don't hang up, but I'm going to answer that for you. These flows of illegal immigrants from our southern border, we're not talking about visa overstays, but the flow of illegal immigrants across our southern border, Colleen, is highly correlated with the boom and bust cycle, sad boom and bust cycle of our economy. We don't need to have a boom and bust cycle, but the way our Fed policy seems to work and our big government explosion, uh, we have a boom and bust cycle. When the jobs are good, people cross the border. When they're not, they stay home. So... Drawing a causal inference from the flow of illegals into the country based on who was in office or not is depend. I'm not suggesting you should ignore it or, you, or, or I'm not even remotely suggesting your data is inaccurate. I'm simply suggesting that the reasons immigration, illegal immigration comes in these booms and bust cycles is you'll see it closely follows the growth of the economy and some of the incentives set up. We saw after the Flores consent decree that the composition of the illegal immigrant crowd that came into, came into the United States, the composition changed from largely single adult males to families who figured out if they had a child with them they would get to stay in the country does that make sense uh no it doesn't, it doesn't address sense. it no because i'm i'm the boom and bust would would be more short term what i'm talking about is decades decades of presidents that have been able to reduce these numbers in various methods and without a wall and Technology's better. I don't, Colleen, I don't understand where you're getting those numbers. When you look, again, it's pretty clear when you look at the data from illegal immigration flows that illegal immigration goes up when the economy's good. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to apologize for anyone. I'm just, I don't understand where you're getting your data suggesting that, what, the last four presidents have decreased immigration? All right, well, listen, maybe I'll get to it again. I got to take a break quick here. All right, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Yes, yes, yes. The last hour, it was not Mark Levin, of course. Many of you have been listening. You know who it is. It's Dan Bongino. Out of the bullpen, filling in for the great one. I'll be back with you on Tuesday. Just reading through some tweets. Rich, honestly, I got caught off guard there for a second. <laughs> Did you notice? You didn't. Know. He says, I'm so good at covering this stuff. You see, here's the key, folks. When you do, you ever want to get into radio, right? Or TV. You can never, when you're nervous and anxious, you can't think straight. You can't. I don't care what you got to do. Yoga meditation exercises, whatever you got to do. But when it's just like you and a microphone and a cool audience like Mark's, and you're just like, what do they do that yoga thing? Namaste kind of thing, right? It's all good, man. I was reading some tweets and I heard go, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're on the radio. I should probably talk. (laughs) You didn't even notice, Rich. Come on. Should have been like, Danny B, get on the ball. (laughs) I, folks, let me share something with you before I get back to my serious stuff. 
So my show's taped. I'm not live. It's, you know, it, my show's a podcast. So I, I only get to do live when I fill in for my good friend, Mark, here, who is very generous with his show, which I always appreciate. But there's a different vibe to live. Right, Rich? It's like a different vibe. It's an energy, right? There's like an energy to it, and it, you just can't replicate it. I really I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, getting back to the series stuff. So I've been telling you the whole time for the last you know hour and a half or so that the real Russian collusion conspiracy that's already out there for anyone to see is with the Democrats, the Clintons, and the Russians. I went through Skolkovo, Skolkovo, Skolkovo. Guy just put on my Facebook during the break. That's what I was reading before we came on here. Some Facebook and some Twitter stuff. Guy said, man, I've never heard that Skolkovo stuff before. Someone needs to scream that from the rafters. Just look it up. S-K-O-L-K-O-V-O, Skolkovo, the Clintons. It was a Russian project to steal our intelligence to create weapons to use against us that the Clintons supported. Look it up yourself. Actively supported. That's real Russian collusion. We had the Uranium One scandal where Clinton did nothing to stop it, Hillary Clinton, nor did Eric Holder. While an FBI informant had already told the Department of Justice what the Russians were really looking to do. Corner our nuclear market, help the Iranians out. You had this FBI informant pointing out that this lobby firm was doing pro bono work for the Clinton Foundation while simultaneously lobbying for the Russian energy company involved in the Uranium One deal. Nothing to see here, folks. Everybody move along. There's another one before we get to the green new fiasco. Ladies and gentlemen, the producer of the dossier, Christopher Steele, the former British spy, who produced this now debunked, filthy, grotesque hoax of a document known as the dossier. He's the one who signed his name to this thing. Christopher Steele has a connection to a Russian lawyer who was working for a Russian oligarch directly tied to Putin, one of Putin's buddies, a guy by the name of Oleg Deripaska, who hired this Russian lawyer, Adam Waldman. Waldman and Steele are connected. Now, how do we know this? They're connected. How do you know that, Dan? Because we have the texts from a Democrat senator, Mark Warner, the text that leaked of this guy, Waldman, texting Mark Warner, volunteering to set up a a, a meeting with who? With Christopher Steele, the same guy who produced the filthy dossier. You want to talk about Russian collusion? So a Russian oligarch connected to Putin is working with a lawyer who's also working with the guy being paid by the Hillary team to produce a negative dossier on Trump. At the same time, one of those lawyers is texting a Democrat senator on the Senate Intel Committee charged with investigating Trump. None of this bothers any of you. No one in the liberal media finds this even remotely confusing. Combine this with the lobbyist with the Skolkovo project, with the Renaissance Bank donation to the Clinton Foundation, the Uranium One scandal, the fact that Christopher Steele, when he produced the dossier in an interrogatory, in an interview, 
already admitted in a court filing that he got the information from a Russian intelligence person. None of this bothers you. Does it bother you that the two Russians that showed up for the Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr., that one of them acknowledges knowing Clinton and the Clinton staff and that his lawyer was the spouse of a Bill Clinton upper level bureaucrat in the Clinton administration? Does it bother you that the other Russian that showed up for the Trump Tower meeting in the setup of Don Jr., he was being entrapped. There's no doubt about it. Got her talking points for that meeting from Fusion GPS, the same company hired by Hillary. Any of this, any of this interesting to you at all? Anyone in the media? Folks, it's only the story of the century. Did you hear that, Rich? I had to itch the back of my head with a pen. Does that come over on the mic? Listen, can you hear that? No, I had a little itch at the top of my head. My, I have, my shoulders are so bad. I have such severe arthritis in my shoulders that I can't even reach the back of my own head. I got to scratch my head with a pen. It's embarrassing. 44 going on like 184. This Russian scandal's real. None of this is in dispute. The Russian lawyer that shows up for the Trump Tower meeting has already acknowledged that she has some connections to the Russian government and that she was working with Fusion GPS, the company hired by Hillary. Sound like entrapment? The other Russian who shows up, who's alleged to be connected to Russian intel, Renat Akhmetshin, has already admitted to knowing the Clinton team and the Clinton staff. So just to be clear, two Russians who show up for a meeting with Don Jr., is evidence of a collusion conspiracy, but two Russians on the record, one of them working for the team, working for Hillary, and another one admitting to directly knowing the Clintons and her staff, none of that is evidence of collusion at all. Only if you're from the imbecile network. You're you're Sloth from the Goonies, as we talked about in the beginning of the show. You have to remember Sloth? You have to be Sloth from the Goonies. That's how dumb you have to be to believe that Trump colluded with the Russians, but the Democrats didn't, despite no evidence whatsoever that the Trump collusion fairy tale happened and a bundle of evidence everywhere you turn that the Democrats are knee-deep in a Russian mess they're trying to hide. You know, I don't know what Bob Mueller's up to. Mark's in so many different listening audiences. There's actually a semi-decent chance that Either Bob Mueller or somebody who knows Bob Mueller or somebody who knows somebody who knows Bob Mueller is listening to this right now. If Bob, if you're listening, don't turn the station. Let me talk to you for a minute. You're killing the country, buddy. You're destroying your reputation. You're going to become a historical joke if you don't clean this up soon. You have been charged with investigating a hoax. You are not a stupid man. You served in the Marine Corps honorably. You served as the FBI director. You had some problems there. No question about it. But you are not a stupid man. You're a rather intelligent man. You know what I'm telling you, or someone who knows you, or someone who knows you who knows you, and the rest of our listening audience, you know it's true. You know you're investigating a hoax. Continuing this hoax and allowing this hoax to go on while you sit there and allow the media and the American constitutional republic, our system of government, all of our bona fides to collapse in front of your very eyes while you continue to knowingly investigate 
the biggest political hoax in modern American history is a stain on you, your reputation, and frankly, anybody who aligns with you and your investigation from this point on. History is going to humiliate you if you don't fix this soon. Now, you don't have to take me seriously. I don't really care. I don't know you. I've never met you. You'll probably come interview me next, knowing how tyrannical you've been with everyone else. Maybe I'll get a more, an early morning raid at my house like Roger Stone. I don't really care. You're, you're destroying this country, man. You have the ability to fix this thing right now. To stop this charade. To stop this hoax. To come out. To issue a report eviscerating the conduct of the Democrats you know were deeply in bed with the Russians. And you won't do it. You know, there was an interesting... I'm going to move on to the next segment to the Green New Deal. But before we go to break, folks, I don't know if you heard it, but there was an interesting little... I don't promote other people's podcasts or anything. But ABC had an interesting interview with Trump's former attorney, John Dowd. They have some kind of podcast shelf. I don't remember what it is. If I did, it didn't matter anyway. But Trump's former attorney, John Dowd, was very, very open in this interview. The details of it got out yesterday as the podcast was released. And he said, you know, I've known Bob Mueller for a long time. This is Dowd talking. And uh, it's not a verbatim transcript, obviously. But he said, you know what? I respected him for a long time. But he says, clearly this investigation has gone completely off the rails. And Bob Mueller and Rosenstein are playing political games now. And Rosenstein was playing a political game. It's devastating to hear what Dowd had to say. He alleges that 10 months into the investigation, Bob Mueller had everything he needed and that he's seen. This is Trump's former lawyer. They've seen the information Mueller has, most of it. And Mueller has exactly what? Nothing. Nothing. That 10 months in, Bob Mueller knew this was a farce and a hoax and a scam and has continued to double down and triple down in an effort to lock up as many Trump people as he can on process crimes and unrelated, completely unrelated to, uh, to Russian collusion at all in an effort to keep the political pressure on Donald Trump. What Bob Mueller is doing is an intergalactic cosmic disgrace that will stain his reputation forever. It is a damn shame. All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. You want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. If you want to tweet me, comments criticisms, whatevs. We take them all if you want to call 877-381-3811. We haven't had any libs calling. You know what it is? <laughs> Mr. Call Screener, you know what's going on, right? We've laid out a case so comprehensive. They are. They're scared. Yes. Richie Boombots comes through in the clutch and accurately calls balls and strikes. You're scared. I know you're scared, libs. I get it. Not to be scared of little old Danny B. Don't let this 6'1", 230-pound frame fool you. It's all show muscles. None of them work. Don't worry. I have severe arthritis. No, I'm serious. It's all show muscles. I can't actually do anything. My w- <laughs> Rich, other Mr. Producer Rich, I'm not even making that up. My wife is always like, when people go, wow, you're, I'm not used to I, I saw you on TV. You look a lot smaller. It's all show muscles. None of them work at all. Don't you worry. 
They are completely non-functional. My skeleton barely moves. I'm like the Tin Man pre-oil. It's nothing to be scared of. I'm like a big teddy bear, man. Let's call in. Take a shot at the title. Dispute anything I just said. You won't, because you're gutless. You won't. You won't. You know. We. You ever notice that, Rich? Now. Back to Mr. Call Screener. When we lay this out and we lay out this comprehensive case, this is what happens. They get frightened because they're not ready. I'm begging you to call in and tell me anything about that Russian collusion thing I just laid out that happens to be false. You can't. Oh, what do we say? I'm looking at the call. I see things lighting up here. All right. Because you have no guts and you're not going to call in the libs to dispute it, I'm going to go to my green new farce stuff. Because I got to get this out. Let me just make one big umbrella point about this hilarious Green New Deal. <laughs> Mr. Producer, you've seen, is this one of the dumbest things you've ever seen in your life? I'm sorry. I know you're trying to work, but you got to understand, like, I, I need, like, an Ed McMahon. I, I'm on the radio. I have to talk to people. I need you there. I need, it's like a crunch. I need some feedback. And Mr. Producer, Mr. Callscreener, you're my guy. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, when it first came out, I have a little note here because I covered it earlier in the week on my show. But this is, I have this in capital letters. I keep all my notebooks from the show in case I need to go back and refresh my memory about stuff. I wrote... They must be trolling us with this Green New Deal. They, this has to be. This has got to be like a joke. Like the people who signed on to this, Ed Markey from Massachusetts, Ocasio-Cortez uh, from New York, 14. They have got to be trolling us. This has got to be an effort, I thought, to just get an emotional, visceral reaction from Republicans. This can't be serious. Now, I wrote this a few days ago. As the days have gone by, I have come to the conclusion that, no, they are, they are deadly serious about this. This is real. They're not kidding. So a couple of points, and I have them highlighted, the lowlights, because there are no highlights. There's only lowlights of this hilarious, hilariously stupid monstrosity known as the Green New Force. Now, just let's debunk some nonsense first, because liberals are good at nonsense, and their their Pravda-like media protectors have been propagating this nonsense too. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, on her own website, her own website released a series of frequently asked questions, FAQs about the Green New Deal. I have the cast version. It's on my website through the cast version of her site. It was there. There's no disputing it. She released a series of FAQs about what the Green New Deal was after hilarity ensued and Representative Cortez and all of the backers of this Green New Deal were being openly laughed at and mocked across the entire uh, political spectrum of rational people. You notice I didn't include the radical liberals in there. They took it down and the Pravda media said this was a Republican conspiracy about people unwilling to work and farting cows and gassy cows and all this other stuff. That was that was there. I have the cast version of the website. It was there. So don't tell me and don't dare call in and tell me it was some Republican conspiracy theory. You know what, Rich? I'm glad you played the music. You know, I'm losing my edge, buddy. 
because I was going to go right into the Green New Deal. And like the great producer you are, Rich started pumping some tunes into my eardrums to make sure I don't get started on this. But, Rich, you know what? It worked out as a pretty cool tease. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll cover this on Don't Go Anywhere. We'll be right back. Making conservatism great again. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. All right. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, Infomark, in the home stretch. All right. Let me get to a call here. 877-381-3811 if you want to give us a call. Let's go. Is that Parent? Am I saying that right? In Augusta, Georgia. Parent. Yeah, it's uh, Perrin. It's close enough, Dan. How are you doing, sir? Perrin. Oh, very good. Perrin, my apologies. Oh, what do you Sorry. got for us? Uh, so I know you're going on about this uh, Uranium One thing. Uh, can you tell me when uh, that Clinton Cash book was published? What year was it? Schweitzer's book? Uh, about three years ago? Book. Four years ago? I'm not sure. The original one? It was a yeah. while ago. It was a while ago. So uh, what was the Republican Congress sitting on, um, not investigating that for the last four years when they had control? Yeah, listen, if you're yeah. if you're expecting me on Mark's show... Uh, to defend the D.C. swamp, whether it's right. You got the wrong. I don't know what your answer you expect. You got the wrong guy. You may want to try another, but that's not me. Uh, I already know the answer because um, I've looked up your, your Uranium One deal. And what you guys don't mention is, you know, it was a nine-person panel that unanimously voted. You guys think that... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Parent, parent, parent. Forgive me if I say parent. Stop. Yeah. Yes, it was a nine. I, did I not say that they were two members of the panel? The fact that it was nine members is irrelevant. Any and by the way, the the CFIUS, the the, uh, the committee. Of, wait, 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 hold on. The committee on foreign investment in the United States is only they can lodge an objection. Now the objection might not have even stopped the deal. My point is. Are, the Democrats are alleging that a meeting with two Russians connected to the Clintons at Trump Tower where nothing was exchanged is evidence of collusion. Those same people refuse to acknowledge that a documented cash payment made to Bill Clinton from a financial institution involved in the Uranium One deal while his wife sat on a board that had the power to at least speak up about this did nothing. Are you alleging that there's nothing wrong with that at all? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Oh, my God. Are you serious? So you're okay. So let's be clear on this. Hillary Clinton is sits on a board to approve foreign investment in the United States, a company that is on the record from an FBI informant for some shady deals. And a subset of the company was the subject of an active FBI investigation known about by the Department of Justice. That same company is buying our nuclear fuel, which is shipped out of the United States via third party trucking contracts to help build up the Iranian and uh, uh, the Iranian nuclear program and their corn the nuclear fuel industry. Hillary Clinton says nothing about this deal while her husband's getting paid. And just to be on the record, you're totally cool with that. Let's sell it to Canada. If it's so important, why did we sell our, all our uranium in Canada? Because they didn't buy a U.S. company. They bought it a was a Russian company US. that shipped the uranium to Canada. We have no idea what happened to it after that. It was a Canadian Why would you? Perrin, I just want to be clear on this. It's, it just say a, a simple yes or no will suffice. If you're cool with that, fine. 
I have no listen, this is a free country. I put out the phone number to Libs for you to call in. You are more than welcome, liberal, conservative, whatever, to call in and state your opinion. But if you are fine with Hillary Clinton taking money from a company knee deep in a uranium co- in a uranium company deal that's buying our nuclear fuel to ship out of the country while an FBI informant is telling us what they want to do with it and it is to hurt US interests then fine just admit it say you hate the country you can't stand the country and you're a democrat hack must say yes and move on that's okay <laughs> Dan just admit it we were talking about show muscles i think you need to work on the brain just man. just admit it just admit that's what you stand for. See, you got owned on the radio, and you didn't have the facts. You came here with a set of dopey talking points. You got completely destroyed, so now you do ad hominem because you don't have anything else. See, I can be self-deprecating because the show mu- – that's true. They are show muscles. I am falling apart. But you're not you, – your existence is self-deprecating because you're an imbecile, and you don't own the fa- – do you have anything else, by the way, you'd like to offer – this yeah, is why I love like, you people calling like in, because you love to night. embarrass yourselves in front of it. You just admit it in front of a national audience. You have no problem at all with the Russians buying off our nuclear fuel and politicians' families being paid off. I'm glad we got you on the record. Said, show me the proof. Show me the evidence, Dan. Show you the evidence. Do you have access to an, uh, an iPhone or a computer? You don't. Are you suggesting? All right, folks, do me a favor. Let's do this play-along-at-home game to show you how stupid these liberals are that call in, okay? So this knucklehead on the phone right now is suggesting that there's no evidence that Bill Clinton was paid by Renaissance Bank 500000 while they were knee-deep in this Uranium One deal. Everybody, let's play along at home. I want you to Google this and look up mainstream outlets. Mainstream, a Wall Street Journal and otherwise, where you can find the evidence that parents so desperately needs to show that what's true is really true. Oh, you don't I know don't that. You don't, you, so you're advertising your ignorance. Is that it? Legal or that they would curry favor for that donation. Where's the investigation, Dan? Where's That's the investigation? Asking. To, show, show you're me asking proof. me again to defend. This is, let's, go to, let's go back to the beginning where we started. I am not here to defend a broken government in a swamp that seems to have zero interest in defend in uh, investigating the malfeasance and misfeasance of the Clintons. Try another radio host. It ain't me. I'm simply here to tell you the facts of what happened. And you lunatics who call in about Trump-Russia collusion without a scintilla of evidence when presented with mounds of evidence that there was an influence operation targeting the Clintons to corner our nuclear fuel market by a hostile geopolitical actor. You call in and go, I'm okay with that. Sounds good to me. And you got show muscle problems. We've seen what Mueller's put out. He's got 34... You know, charges, 12 people indicted. What? Okay, I'm going to give this one last shot because you really, I, I, I think you have like dendrite trimming in your, your brain or something. Are you, are you taking some kind of anti-inflammatory right now or some kind of psychoactive drug? Dude, Mueller has, in, let's go through the arrests, okay? Papadopoulos for lying that the FBI, uh, which is a process crime, about his contacts with Joseph Mifsud. There is not a single allegation of collusion in the Papadopoulos indictment. Mike Flynn for lying, where the FBI acknowledged in their own testimony they didn't think he was being deceptive. Also, no allegations of collusion. Michael Cohen, no collusion. Paul Manafort, no collusion with the Trump team. No collusion with the Russians. Do you have any evidence at all? At all that the Mueller probe has anything on Russian collusion at all, their original charter, anything. Say what? No, you don't. I get this guy I, out of here. 
I'm tired. I'm sorry. I can't deal with this guy anymore. I'm, I'm like, I've lost 20 IQ points talking to this guy. But that was for you. I took it on the chin to show you because I love when they call. I do. I actually enjoy it. I know it sounds like weird and everything, but <laughs> it's true. He's like, no, no, I don't mind that the Clintons took $500,000 from a financial institution deeply involved in the Uranium One deal as an FBI informant was telling us that it was a really bad deal and prosecutions were happening with some of the companies involved at the federal level. No, I don't care. Okay, at least you're on the record as being an unpatriotic liberal lunatic. That's fine. Well, Mueller, Mueller's locked up all these people. Really? For what? Where's the collusion? Oh, there isn't any. I live in Martin County, Florida. The sheriff's probably locked up 34 people last month, too. That doesn't have anything to do with Russian collusion. Unbelievable. All right, I said I was going to get to the Green New Deal, but that guy got me a little off track there with the Russia stuff. But Mr. Call Screener, that was solid work there. That was tight. Yes, I know. He's, they can't hear you, right? How do I know when they can hear you? Because I know, like, Mr. Producer, I know, hates being on the radio. He doesn't do You know, so Rich is talking to me. And, you know, like, Rush does that same thing with Bo, Bo Snurdly. Like, Bo's talking to him and Rush is talking back, but the audience doesn't hear it. But I'm not as skilled as Rush in getting that out there. Mark does that with you sometimes. Mr. Producer. <laughs> I love when he does that. But I had Mr. Call Screener there saying, thank you. Thank you very much. It was great work. I love when the libs call it. We need more of that. Matter of fact, that's how I found Mark. Rich is like, don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm doing it. That's how I found Mark driving home from the Dignitary Protection Division in the U.S. Secret Service, stuck on 17th Street in traffic. Mark was on WMAL. I turn it on and I hear, get off the phone, you big dummy. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's the greatest thing ever. And I've been a Levin fan ever since. That is a true story. Take it to the bank. I didn't even know what he was talking about. All I knew is he was telling this lunatic to get off the phone. It was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. And Rich, you were with him back then, right? Since day one, right? So, you know, me saying, uh, of course, you're not going to remember. He's told probably a couple hundred liberal lunatics to get off the phone. But it was great. Get off the phone, you big dummy. This is my guy. Yes. (laughs) All right. Green New Deal. Quick, because I want to get some talking points out here. Real talking points, not fabricated focus group tested ones from the Democrat side. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ed Markey and the liberal uh, liberals who jumped on board with this uh, green new force. They want to rebuild every structure in the United States to new energy efficiency. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. That's 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 practical. That's let's. Uh, Folks, if you tried to build like a hot dog stand on your corner, the permitting, it'll be about 72 years before you get that up. But they want to build, basically knock down or retrofit every building in the United States. So um, I want to hat tip a dude on Twitter for, I I think it was Scott Adams. I'm not sure, so forgive me. I don't like quoting stuff without hat tipping, but honest to God, I don't remember who did it because it was a few days ago. But he did a kind of a back-of-the-hand calculation on what it would take, folks, to rebuild every structure in the United States. There are roughly 135 uh, or 137 million, excuse me, home units in the United States. There are 5.6 million additional commercial buildings in the United States. So to rebuild, folks, all of those, according to the hilarious Green New Deal, we would have to basically tear down, reconstruct, or retrofit. (laughs) 
That's how Scott Parker was his name. I even wrote the hat tip. Here it is. I have a little note next to it. We would have to rebuild 30,000 buildings a day, every day for 10 years. Yes! Yes, that's practical. Now, I chatted about this a little bit on my show, and some guy emails me the next day, true story, and he says, dude, well, he didn't say dude, but in Dan language, he said, dude, I used to work for a construction crew that did that show. Hey, Mr. Producer, remember that show, Extreme Makeover, Home Makeover? You know, that guy, he's like, hey, welcome to you, dude. The screaming guy, Ty something. He, he, I go crazy. Always looked like he was, he had 16 cups of coffee or whatever, but he was a cool cat. So they would come in and rebuild people's homes. So this guy, he sent me this cool email. He worked for one of these teams. And he said, Dan, in order to get one house, rebuilt in like seven days or the timeline for the show one house he said it took us a crew of almost 200 plus people just to do the one house and even then it was a headache it was the greatest email ever so his point was just like so we want to do 30,000 buildings a day every single day for 10 years now granted it was a tv show it's not going to cost 200 people to do all that uh but his point was a good one that just dealing with the permitting alone took like 50 people to deal with the permitting department in all these places you want to build 30,000 buildings a day for 10 years folks This plan was so dumb that a basic back-of-the-hand, back-of-the-envelope calculation would have been laughable. But they didn't even think about this before they put this down on paper because liberals are allergic to facts. They get a fax vaccine when they're kids, um, and it builds up their skull depth, and their you know facts don't penetrate. It works out well, and that's how you come up with really stupid things like we're going to rebuild every single building in the United States, which is obviously defies the laws of physics, chemistry, biology, um, and common sense. Secondly, I know I got to take a break, Rich, but I got to get this in. Her plan to go to a non-carbon economy, which would require solar panels and uh, windmills all across the United States, would require so much space on offshore and onshore space to put these turbines and these solar panels that it require roughly 500,000 square miles of space to implement. So, Mr. Producer... We would basically have to evacuate the entire state of Texas and California, level it, raise it, raise the whole place, and put up solar panels and turbines to get even close to the end. Keep in mind, the wind turbines don't blow all the time and the sun doesn't shine all the time. To get even close to the non-carbon economy. So I'm just warning you, in addition to warning the farting cows, if you live in Texas and California... Be careful. They may level the entire state to put up their solar panels for their green new dream, their green farce, whatever they want to call it. And, of course, we always have the farting cows. So listen, as I said on my show, right, if you have a Beano product for cows, get out there now. Start advertising on the show tomorrow. Beano for cow. Save the cows. Save the gassy cows. If you're a cow with a gastrointestinal issue, get on that Beano stat. To save you from the Alexandria Cortez cow hit squad because farting flagellant cows apparently are a source of greenhouse emissions and they got to get rid of them. Save the cows. Do it dramatically like the libs. Save the cows. Save the cows. (laughs) All right, I got to go. I'm Dan Bongino. Be back with you on the other side of this break. Mark Lovin. Welcome 
back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino out of the bullpen. Filling in for Mark. He'll be back with you on Tuesday. Let me squeeze in another call because he's been holding for a while. Let's go to Jerry in Lafayette, Louisiana. Jerry, you are against the Green New Deal. Yes, me too. Why? <laughs> well, it's not hard to it's not hard to be against it. I mean, I'm an aerospace <laughs> engineer by trade, and I listened to some of the stuff on on the TV, even on Sean's show the other night when they had the man on the street. And the one kid says, well, yeah, we replaced all the cars with, like, electrics. What I want to understand, and I've got a lot of friends that have millennial kids, is they don't understand, just like kids think now that milk comes from the grocery store, they don't realize there's a cow in the process. Um, Yeah, there was a middleman in that, the cow. Yeah. Yeah. So when they take this electric car, and they're missing this point, that when they plug it into the wall in the garage, there is a whole or nuclear-powered power plant that's actually no! electricity that charges no! that battery. Je- really? Now, it doesn't come from yeah. a Duracell? That comes from, uh, that comes from uh, the manna from heaven? You mean there's actual electricity generation going on behind it? Of course, Jerry, I'm being sarcastic, please. I, I, <laughs> you know, we're having this conversation because you and I, I believe, are too reasonably intelligent. You're probably a lot smarter than me, an aerospace engineer. It uh, takes a lot of cerebral gray matter. But the fact that we have to have this conversation on a national show is, it, Jerry, isn't it a little embarrassing that people don't understand that you got to plug the car in and like a coal factory or natural gas or a nuclear energy plant to produce that electricity? Is this bizarre? It, it is bizarre, but it's also the thing of like when you get into the like scales of efficiency. Now yeah. imagine New York City running off of stored electricity from solar and windmills, which, by the way, you're right would take up the entire state of Pennsylvania just to be able to take care of New York City. And then they all plug their hybrids or their electric cars right. in at night, and the entire city shorts out. <laughs> Jerry, I got to run. Unfortunately, this show, that was a great call. Uh, Mr. Call Screener, you were on the ball today. Mr. Producer, you're always on the ball. Thanks for catching me. I hope I was all right with the you know, stuff we did there. I'm kind of incorporating some new stuff in the show. I know you seem to like it, but Jerry was great. That was awesome. I really appreciate it. Folks, if you want to pick up my new book about this Russia fiasco, it's called Spygate, by the way. Go check it out. I cover a lot of that stuff. Thanks again for tuning in. See you all soon.